This episode of Books and Boba is brought to you by HBO. Finalists for the 2020 HBO APA Visionary Short Film Competition have been announced. HBO Visionaries is celebrating its fourth class of emerging Asian and Pacific Islander American filmmakers, and all three Visionary 2020 shorts will be available to air live starting Tuesday, September 29th on HBO and available to stream on HBO Max. Find out more information about the program and official rules on www.hblvisionaries.com and keep an eye out for the opening of submissions for the 2021 competition and the opportunity to have your short film considered for HBO and HBO Max in 2021. And now the show. You're listening to Welcome to Books and Boba, a book club and podcast featuring books by Asian and Asian-American authors. I'm Marvin Yue. And I'm Rira Yu. And we're here today with our mid-month episode for October 2020. It's spooky 2020 month. is almost over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, you're right. It's spooktober. <laughs> for some reason, I haven't been really getting into the mood of any holidays this year. I, I don't even know how people are going to quote-unquote celebrate Halloween. Because that's such a social event. I'm sure there'll be plenty of people finding a way to do stuff they're not supposed to do. Uh, yeah, I, I guess so. <laughs> I just I just hope that trick-or-treating is not a thing, at the very least. Is there a way to social distance while trick-or-treating? I mean, you can put your candy outside of your door, but the problem is people are going to stick their hands into whatever candy bowl that you put out. Someone needs to invent like a self-serve sensor activated candy dispenser like <laughs> like one of those uh gumball machines that you find at, like outside of asian right? restaurants yeah <laughs> yeah and on that note let's get to our book news um every month around this time we review the latest book and publishing news in asian american literature um so let's get started rira what's our first book deal all right, our first book deal is Scholastic Press Acquired to Change a Planet by Christina Sintornvat, illustrated by Raheli Jumapur Bell. Uh, the nonfiction picture book explains climate change with honesty and hope for very young readers. Publication is scheduled for 2022. It's awesome. Christina Sintornvat is known for writing novels, so it's kind of cool to see her writing. Um, a book for younger readers as well. Yeah, so uh, Christina Suntornvat, we've had her on our show for, um, we talked about A Wish in the Dark, which is a middle grade Thai-inspired fantasy. And uh, she recently came out with All 13, The Incredible Cave Rescue of the Thai Boys Soccer Team. So this would be her second nonfiction book, but this is a picture book. So I, like, I'm sure it's going to be just as great as her other books. Yeah. Our next book deal, Barefoot Books Bought World Rights to Dumpling Day by Mira Siram, illustrated by Ines de Antuniano. In this multicultural counting book, 10 contemporary families cook different types of dumplings for a neighborhood potluck featuring food from each of their cultures. Publication is planned for fall 2021. Speaking of dumplings, um, so I had ravioli last night for dinner and <laughs> like, and, you know, like random conversations pop up when Dan and I are talking and Dan was saying, is ravioli considered a dumpling? 
Probably, right? It's like pasta right? stuffed with something. All right. Our next book deal is HarperCollins, Balzer, and Bray acquired This Place is Still Beautiful by debut author Shishi Tian. The YA novel is about two estranged sisters, Margaret and Annalie, whose family becomes the victim of an anti-Asian hate crime. During a summer that includes surprising romances for both sisters, they clash with one another as they navigate the ripple effects that the hate crime has had in their community and uncover the truth behind the perpetrator's identity. Publication is set for spring 2022. It sounds interesting because... um, you know, like we we talked about this in our episode with minor feelings, but a lot of um, like Asian Americans are considered to be next in next in line to be white, um, and people forget that you know model minority is a myth and it is a way to create a wedge between uh, the different minority groups. So I think it it is a very interesting. Um, subject to explore for a YA novel. So yeah, um, congrats to Shishi for getting the story out there. Um, our next deal, Greystone Kids acquired world rights to Bioluminescence by Julia Kuo, a picture book that explores bioluminescence in nature, under the sea, in the woods, and in the air. Publication is scheduled for spring 2022. Bioluminescence. That sounds like something, um, like I'm just picturing a like the illustrations for it. And I'm pretty sure it's going to look beautiful because yeah. bioluminescence in nature is just gorgeous if you look at photographs. Have you seen it in person? I've seen the type that happens in the ocean um, when I was in San Diego when um, I think, I don't know if it's jellyfish or it's like a glowing in the ocean that's really beautiful to look at. Um, no, I have never come across bioluminescence in person the closest would be the james cameron movie the uh avatar (laughs) (laughs) which is not real but um yeah i'm guessing that the illustrations will be uh very beautiful our next book deal our next book deal is chronicle bought world rights to the snail by emily hughes the picture book is an exploration of japanese american artist isamu noguchi who found acceptance through the act of creation in the face of rejection from both of his homelands. Publication is planned for spring 2022. So is this like a biography picture book? Yeah, it it would be a biography picture book from what the description is saying. Yeah, I'm interested in why it's called The Snail as well. (laughs) That's a very unique title. Yeah. All right. Our next deal, Charles Bridge acquired Usha and the Big Digger by Dr. Amitha Jagannath Knight, a picture book about sister stars and spatial sense um, that will be illustrated by Sanya Prabhat. Publication is scheduled for summer 2021. Our next book deal is Albert Whitman acquired world rights to Two You Use Discovery, Finding a Cure for Malaria by Songju Ma De Mike, illustrated by Lin. The picture book biography tells the little-known story of the Nobel Prize-winning Chinese scientist who used her background with traditional Chinese medicine to develop a treatment for malaria. Publication is scheduled for fall 2021. And I apologize for any mispronunciations. <laughs> yeah, we don't have a pronunciation guide for a lot of these names, so we're, we're using our, our Asian we're intuition. We're trying our best. <laughs> probably doesn't amount to much. But I love this concept of... Uh, Developing a treatment for malaria using Chinese, like Eastern medicine, 
which you know is kind of seen as um something that's more yeah, I've never heard of uh, the scientists before, and I definitely did not know about uh, Chinese medicine being used to to treat malaria. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, I mean, a lot of Eastern medicine is a lot of spiritual stuff, but I'm sure there's a lot of properties to like the herbs and stuff that they use in the, from the apothecaries that really do have you know beneficial uses. So. It's oh, yeah, cool. definitely. Like, uh, I think like two of my uncles are Eastern medicine doctors. Mm. So, yeah, I had to drink a lot of the um, <laughs> <laughs> like like the the icky, gross black soups that they would make to. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it's like, what's in this? And they would never give me <laughs> a straightforward answer. Well, because like, it's OK. <laughs> it has vitamins. You'll be able to you, you won't get sick or anything. So I was like, OK, whatever. Yeah. Growing up, you just kind of. You, you just know, go with it. You it's just like go it's with like it. any other piece of our heritage that we don't know about, because I, I remember a lot of things my parents tried to feed me that they just wouldn't explain what it was. They say, oh, it's it's medicine. Don't worry about it. It's good for you. <laughs> um, our next deal, Tor.com Publishing announced that Hugo Award winner S.L. Huang's next book will be The Water Outlaws, a queer epic fantasy full of bandits, heroes, and revolution inspired by the Chinese classic Water Margin. Publication is slated for 2022. Yeah, so S.L. Huang is the author of Zero Sum Game, which is a previous book club pick. Yeah. Um, yeah, fantasy. That is this is, that is a pivot. Yeah, but it's really interesting. So um, the Water Margin um, story is a classic folktale that's been adapted several times by a lot of different cultures. It's a story about a band of outlaws that band together to like defend the frontier um, against foreign invaders. The key part of the story is it's 108 outlaws. So instead of seven samurai, it's like 108 warriors. Um, it's been adapted to a lot of different types of media. Uh, most notably, the Suikoden series of video games is based on the water margin legend. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Well, I don't think there will be a cast of like over 100 uh, bandits and heroes in S.L. Huang's next book. I mean, if she's adapting the story, then there's going to be 108. I wonder, <laughs> just like juggling that many characters. Sounds like a nightmare. But uh S.O. Huang is a very talented writer. So I'm I'm sure that uh if she does put in that many characters, she'll be able to knock it out of the park. Yeah. Uh our next book deal is Tor Books Preempted World English Rights to a Science Fiction Trilogy by Neon Yang, a Nebula Hugo and Lambda literary nominee who lives in Singapore. A retelling of Joan of Arc's story with a space opera giant robot twist, The Null Void Chronicles is about the nature of truth, the power of belief, and the interplay of both in the stories we tell ourselves. The first book in the trilogy, The Genesis of Misery, is set for 2022. So Neon Yang is the author of the Black Tides of Heaven novella. And I think that was the novella that won the Lambda Literary Award, as well as the Hugo Award. So um, very, very exciting. Yeah, I'm excited to see what this... Um, we've been reading a lot of books that have been like retellings of classic stories. Like recently, we read The Ark for These Violent Delights, which is a retelling of the Romeo and Juliet legend. Uh, we have an interview with the author Chloe Gong later next month. 
Um, I'm interested to see what Space Jonah Mark will be like. Although, <laughs> although I, I'm guessing it'll end darkly because that's how the story ends. I'm interested in the giant robot twist. <laughs> um, our next book deal, Scholastic acquired Katie Zhao's middle grade novel, Last Gamer Standing. Set in a near future society in which a Chinese American girl competes in a VR battle royale while taking on the sexism and misogyny in the online gaming world. Publication is scheduled for fall 2021. I didn't realize Katie was doing another middle grade novel. Uh, yeah, uh, we talked to Katie's how like a few days ago. <laughs> uh, there was no mention of it, but I guess uh, it wasn't announced until after we talked with her. Yeah. Um, yeah, this sounds this sounds like my jam. Um, <laughs> I love books that have have female gamers. Um, VR Battle Royale. That kind of reminds me of Warcross by Marie Lu. Yeah. Which I also really liked. So I feel like I would really be into this type of story. <laughs> yeah. I mean, badass gamer girls taking on uh, the patriarchy is, is, is a whole mood. I'm excited to learn more about this project as it comes along. Congrats to Katie for yet another book deal. She's like on a roll. Next up, Abrams acquired U.S. rights to debut author Maisie Chan's Danny Chung Sums It Up, which is about an artistic 11-year-old named Danny whose life is turned upside down when he is forced to share his room with his former maths champion grandmother, who shows up from China. Publication is scheduled for spring 2021. Um, a former maths champion grandma. <laughs> Sounds like a really cool grandma. Yeah. I mean, 11-year-old protagonist, so I'm guessing this will be a middle grade novel, probably. Yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah. I'm sure there will be a ton of heartwarming and tear-jerking scenes because it's an intergenerational story but it sounds it sounds like it might be a lot of fun who knew that math could be fun <laughs> i think it's cool that we have a story where the protagonist is someone who's good at math all right our last book deal for this episode learner carol roda bought today is different by actor and screenwriter dua Mua, and illustrated by kim holt Mua's debut picture book follows mai who is Hmong american as she finds a way to be an ally for a friend kiara who is black in the aftermath of a police shooting. Publication is planned for spring 2022. Um, I believe Duomo recently was one of the supporting characters in the Disney Mulan live action. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, it's cool to I barely remember that movie, by the way. <laughs> I still haven't seen it, so don't tell anybody. Shh, I'm a bad Asian. Um, but um, yeah, it's always interesting. It's always great to see stories from like Asian backgrounds that aren't as prominent in mainstream media. Um, Mong stories, I feel like, are really important, and especially stories um, relating between the Asian and Black communities. So, um, congratulations on Dua for the book deal. I'm looking forward to learning more about this story as it comes along. And also, a very important issue with police brutality. You know, get them while you know, <laughs> educate young readers while while they're young, pretty much about yeah. these important issues. Totally. So yeah, that's our roundup of book deals for Spooky Month 2020. Um, we have a little bit of news to go over. Amira, um, what's our piece of book news? All right. So Time recently released a list of 100 best fantasy books of all time. And among them were several books by Asian authors. And some of them are very familiar to us because we've featured them on our show or interviewed the author. Um and I guess we'll list some of them because we've read some of them and really like them. 
yeah, featured on the list is R.F. Kuang's The Poppy War and Dragon Republic. Um, with The Burning God, actually, the third book of the series is coming up next month. Um, I actually got my hands on the arc, so I'm really interested in in digging into that that the into the conclusion of that story. And then we have Fonda Lee's Jade City, also a book that we read, not for a book club, but for our author interview with Fonda Lee. Yeah, the sequel Jade War is already out. And the third book, um, Jade Legacy, is coming out next year that I'm super excited about. Oh, and a show is coming up too. Oh, yeah. It's being adapted for uh, NBC's Peacock. Yeah, I guess I have to get Peacock now. You got me, NBC. Um, Free trial, you know? <laughs> Use that to your advantage. Ken Liu's Grace of Kings, which was one of our former book club picks, and its sequel, Wall of Storms, is on the list. Um, I haven't seen any movement on the third book of the series yet, so I don't know. I, I guess Ken's pulling a George R.R. R. Martin in taking a sweet time getting there, but... Um, hey, don't say that. George R.R. <laughs> R. Martin has taken, like... like decades to <laughs> to finish uh to, in an effort to finish his series i mean i think the first book came out in like what the the 80s really i'm not sure but it came <laughs> out a long time ago <laughs> oh just saying ken waiting for that third book i mean his books are really thick like grace of kings was like 500 pages wall of storms is longer too i still haven't read the Wall of Storms. I'll, I'll let you borrow my copy if you want. Oh, wow. That's really passive aggressive, Mark. <laughs> well, I mean, I'll let you borrow the, my copy of Grace of Kings the first time around. So that just is just saying. True. If it you ever have like, like 10 to hours read to read through that, like the book. <laughs> it was really dense, Grace of Kings. Yeah. Uh, was the Wall of Storms the same way as as well it is but it's also like um it's the sequel um but it also like ratchets up the tension like um and i think i think you'd like it better because the female characters are a lot more developed in the second book oh that's right i did complain about <laughs> that in the first book yeah. yeah um there's a lot more court intrigue and then there's a foreign invasion so um, a lot of interesting things happening um Neon Gang's The Black Tides of Heaven is also featured on this list, um, which we also mentioned earlier on this episode, um, as well as Jin Yang's A Hero Born, which is, I believe, the first book of the Condor Hero series, which is a classic Chinese wuxia tale. Ah, yeah. interesting. And we have Grace Lin's Where the Mountain Meets the Moon, which is a classic. I've seen it displayed <laughs> at bookstores like in the fantasy section pretty often. So yeah, a very well-known book. And we also have Susan E's Angel Fall, which is also pretty well-known in the uh, YA paranormal circles. Yeah. Like I remember it got like a lot of, uh, a lot of buzz when it came out. I think it's a trilogy. So I'm really surprised that it's on here because it's like an urban dystopian fantasy novel i mean i still count as fantasy doesn't it i know i know <laughs> but like looking at the other lists which is like more high fantasy you know i'm i am surprised and impressed yeah um sabata here's an ember in the ashes is on the list which is a book that i've seen on like end caps in bookstores everywhere so i've always been interested in checking that one out I think I have it on my Kindle, but like a lot of Kindle books, uh, <laughs> I buy it and then forget about it. And then I eventually read it like two years later. <laughs> yeah. Also on the list is Kazuo Ishiguro's The Buried Giant, um, which is, is that the latest book from, from Kazuo? 
I came out in 2015. Okay. So fairly recent. Yeah, I think um, according to Wikipedia, it's the last novel that he published. His next one being Claire and the Sun, um, which is coming out next year. Um, I remember um, Never Let Me Go won the... Did it win the Nobel Peace Prize or... Nobel Prize in Literature. Right. Um, Was one of our earlier book club picks and that, that, that book was... It like blew your mind yeah. because I, I didn't give you any context to the book. I, yeah. I told you to go in as cold as possible. And I think it I think that was like a pretty good idea. Um, if you haven't read the book, yeah, I recommend going in as cold as possible. Yeah, check it out. I still haven't watched the movie version, but um, I would be interested to read more of his stuff. And we also have Roshani Chalsky's Arusha and the End of Time. It's a middle grade fantasy book that I have seen uh, floating around bookstores everywhere. Yeah. Um, it is very, very well known um, and well deserved to be on this list. And we also have Hafsa Faisal's We Hunt the Flame, which is a West Asian inspired fantasy. Yeah. A lot of books I want to add to my TBR pile. Um, we should, should we, um, should we compile a list for our, um, for our bookshelf bookstore? Uh, we do have a bookshelf on Asian-inspired fantasies. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, a lot of these books <clears throat> are on that bookshelf. So check out our bookshop.org. Yeah. Um, and if you want to check out our bookshop.org page, that's bookshop.org slash shop slash books hyphen and hyphen boba. <laughs> yeah, your support is super appreciated. Um, and if you also like the podcast, give us a rating and review. That also helps too. But on that note, that will do it for our book news review for the month of October 2020. Kind of a shorter episode this month, but there's so much My news bad. going on that like, <laughs> you know, I think I, I've been totally disengaged from, from social media for the last few weeks. So I don't blame you at all. Um, See, that's the thing. Like we get a lot of our news from other authors and just just from twitter uh because a, a lot of the times like publisher weekly and deadline and a lot of these official news outlets they won't pick up news that are floating around twitter or like what asian authors are talking about yeah so when we go missing from twitter <laughs> for like a week like i there was one time i didn't go on twitter for a day and then i came back on and there was just some some sort of controversy and everybody was subtweeting each other and i was like i don't i don't know what happened <laughs> yeah there should there should be like i don't know a twitter roll up on <laughs> i'm just like this is what happened while you were gone but you know we'll try to be more diligent from now on but we uh, will try yeah. but, but also it helps if you if you guys like tell us any news that we missed like if if you can share some on our goodreads forums or yeah tweet us we have a subtopic called news desk um that we do check from time to time if there's any news that you'd like us to cover um feel free to post on that thread because we do check our goodreads and we do appreciate every time someone posts on there to discuss something also um, let us know what you're reading <laughs> because i love seeing because we have a subtopic as well for uh, what our book club members are reading. And uh, some of you guys read some really interesting picks. And yeah. I, I could always add more books to my TBR list. So 
Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of what we're reading, um, Reba, what are we reading for Spooky Month 2020? We are reading Confessions by Kanae Minato. It is a Japanese crime slash horror novel. Perfect for the month of October. Um, I need to get on that. I've been putting it off. so uh, It's pretty short. Yeah, looking forward yeah. to it. Um, and with that, that'll do it for this episode of Books and Boba. Rira, thank you so much again for compiling all the news for our episode. Yay, all the news. <laughs> we'll see y'all next time. Thanks for listening, everyone. All right, bye. Thanks for listening to Books and Boba. This podcast was hosted by Marvin Yue and Rira Yu and edited and produced by Marvin Yue. Follow the book club on Twitter and Instagram by going to at Books and Boba and engage with us on Goodreads on our Goodreads group. You can also check out past episodes of the podcast by going to booksandboba.com and by subscribing to us on your favorite podcast app. Books and Boba is a proud member of the Potluck Podcast Collective, a collective of Asian-American hosted podcasts featuring unique voices and stories from the Asian diaspora. Learn more about the collective and check out our fellow Potluck shows by visiting the website podcastpotluck.com. Thanks for listening. Brian, did you go to Saturday school as a kid? I sure did. Did you? Totally. Well, at our podcast, Saturday School, we don't teach a language, but we pass along the culture that we do know. And that's Asian American pop culture. Ada is a journalist, and I'm a professor and film festival programmer. We've watched a lot of great Asian American movies, and we want you to watch them too. Come listen to us as we look back at the pioneering films that have led us to today. 